Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Coming up on Stu Does America, we've got a big show for you planned here uh, to start here in just a second. In fact, the one, the only, Glenn Beck is gonna be here. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Glenn's got missiles I've to play missiles. with. Look I, at this. It's a guided missile, a Russian guided missile, right there. <laughs> right. There definitely no legal problems uh, no. to go with the show today. Uh, Glenn's going to be on here in just a couple of minutes. We're also going to talk to you about a creepy drone in. Uh, is it in, supposed to be ticking? It, it is supposed to be ticking. Uh, a creepy drone in China is uh, on the tap tonight, and we're also uh, going to be dealing with a bunch of new uh, crazy green regulations that you are not going to want to miss. Uh, gas prices through the roof, they're probably going higher. We're going to do Attack of the Greens. Stu Does America. Have you ever had a moment in your entire life where you tweeted something and then you thought, I wish I hadn't tweeted that? I know Elon Musk has had that moment because he basically lost the CEO gig at his company because he kept tweeting about his stock price. Uh, And so maybe he would have loved to have an edit button on Twitter, but they don't have an edit button on Twitter. That may change very soon, though. Uh, Twitter is now working on an edit button. They say has nothing to do with Elon Musk being on the board. Even though this is something Elon Musk has asked about before, they say they've been it's been in development for months. Uh, could be coming soon, and I will say this could save some jobs. You want to talk, you want to talk about a real jobs program? It would be an edit button on Twitter. Who, how many? We could save thousands of jobs every single year just by the people who tweeted something not getting fired. Of course, people will just screenshot it and they'll get fired anyway. But we'll deal with that uh, another day. Elon Musk, of course, uh, now famous as a Twitter board member. Uh, but really best known, of course, for Tesla and Tesla, the electric car company that really is an amazing story. And it's an American story. You go back to uh, tooth. Jeez, what year was this now? Oh, my God. 2006 or seven, something like that. Uh, a little show starting up on CNN Headline News mm-hmm. called Glenn Beck. Yes, Glenn Beck on CNN Headline News. Who thought it would be possible? But yes, this is uh, before Fox News. There was CNN Headline News with Glenn. And I remember we did a a big special on global warming where we featured scientists who maybe had a little bit of a different view, a little skeptical view on some of the mainstream narrative on climate change. And, you know, you have these like four or five segments you do in one of these specials. And the, the second to last segment, I think it was, was talking about Uh, some other ways to talk about climate change. Yes, we can talk about uh, all the science around it, and of course that's important. But what we were saying basically with this one segment was, hey, wouldn't it be great is instead of having these government rules that people just did this stuff on their own. If they believe in it, they create something, 
and they may be able to change the way we, we uh, let's say, look at cars, for example, look at our transportation, maybe electric cars are around the corner. And we featured a little something called a Tesla Roadster that had just been introduced at the time. Uh, and uh, the founder, of course, Elon Musk, uh, who had, uh, you know, who has a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars and decided, you know what, I'm going to risk, you know, all of my money on this. And because I think it's important. And that's what I think is the American way of doing this, right? It's not government regulation. It's somebody stepping to the plate and saying, I think this is important. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and we're going to change things. And Tesla has changed things. But, you know, it's 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 a different story when you're talking about the average person. The average person out there is looking at their gas pump and saying, what on earth is going on? This administration comes in after running a campaign telling us that he's going to do everything he can to change us over to electric cars and clean energy and blah, 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 blah. And then now that gas prices are going through the roof, first he says he's responsible, his policies are responsible for bringing the gas prices down by just a few cents. Then they skyrocket way past that. He blames everybody else. And he says over and over and over again, it's not me. We are not, they are saying it still to this day. We are doing nothing to minimize production of oil and gas in this country. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Were you lying to all your green supporters that whole time? You kept saying over and over and over again, you were going to stop this dirty fossil fuel agenda. And now you're saying you're not doing anything to stop it? Of course, the truth is they've done plenty to stop it. And they've done plenty to get your gas prices even higher. And I want to focus on one particular Uh, uh, committee hearing from just a few months ago, back in the day, long ago, when they were still denying it was a problem at all. This is back from October, and it's highlighted by the Washington Free Beacon. Let me give you some highlights here. In late October, the House Oversight and Reform Committee called the CEOs of Exxon, BP, Shell, and Chevron in to explain what steps they are taking to produce less oil and gas. With Representative Hank Johnson, probably the dumbest single representative in the entire uh, city of Washington, let alone just Congress, alleging that the world can't wait any longer. Hmm. Mo Khanna, uh demanded to know whether Shell will decrease its production by 2% each year. Khanna also demanded to know whether Chevron CEO Michael Wirth was embarrassed that his company has increased production while European counterparts were going down. When Worth said that global demand has increased, Kana asked for a commitment to help bring the actual demand of oil production down. Representative Robin Kelly, a Democrat from Illinois, continued Kana's line of questioning Watkins, asking, will Shell commit to reducing gas production as part of its emission re- reduction plans? And this has gone on and on and on and on where all of these representatives, the entire Democratic Party, up until like two weeks ago, was telling you they were trying to get oil production down. Now they're denying they've had any effect on this whatsoever. This is not their problem. They didn't do it. It's evil gas companies, evil oil companies, Vladimir Putin, transphobes. I don't know who they're blaming for your high gas prices now. And in a really stunning update to the story, Democrats scheduled a follow-up hearing to that committee hearing we were just talking about with oil executives for Tuesday, March 8th. That hearing was subsequently canceled last minute with no explanation given. I don't know. I think they have given the explanation. They don't want to say those things again in public because they don't want you to remember them, especially in an election year. 
This is the way the Democrats have handled gas and oil for a long time. If you go back and you look at fossil fuels, even with Barack Obama as he's coming into office, he's saying he wants to bankrupt coal companies, bankrupt them. I mean, when have you ever heard a, a politician come in and say, they're usually saying, we're going to create all these jobs. He wanted to bankrupt an industry. He talked about it openly. Uh, this has been a fight they've been engaged in for a very long time. A war on fossil fuels from the left, from Democrats, is very, very real. And it is a big chunk of the reason why you're paying higher gas prices. Now, Vladimir Putin is also a reason. Increased demand is also a reason coming out of COVID. There are other reasons. But Joe Biden is central to this story. And he wants you to know he could be central to the path out of it as well. You're having Under a- my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. 80 big dollars per month. What would you do with that $80 per month? Now look, we'd all like to have $80 per month more, of course, but is it really $80 per month? Most people immediately jumped to the obvious thing here. Buying a new car of any type is obviously not a way to save money. We all know that cars, not exactly the greatest investment in the world. Although right now, maybe they are. (laughs) I don't know. I can't get one. I'm over seven months now, and I still don't have a car. I ordered it over seven months ago. Still don't have it. So I don't know. At this point, I'm willing to pay like triple. I, uh, to get a, your hands on a car these days, it is a little bit difficult. But generally speaking, cars not known as the greatest investments in the world. And if you're driving a 2012 uh, Honda Civic, uh, going to a, uh, an electric car is not going to be a savings here. Even if you go to a Nissan Leaf, which is the bottom of the market when it comes to prices for electric cars, you're still paying $35,000, $40,000 for a new car. If you want to go to the average car, you're about 55000 you want to get into a nice Tesla, you're even higher than that. You can go for, for a Tesla. You can easily be in the six figures without even thinking about it. So your $80 a month saving really gets wiped out pretty quickly. But we also have this weird picture of what happens when you get an electric car. This idea that you get an electric car and then you might pay a little bit more at the beginning, but you're going to pay nothing for gas. Well, yes, you'll pay $0 for gas. That's true. However, you do pay for the electricity that charges the car. People don't realize this. I think people have uh, erased it from their memory. They think they're going to get an electric car, and I'm just going to plug it into my house, and it's going to be fine. Well, let's go through this a little bit. First of all, uh, Electricity costs things. I don't know if anyone noticed this. In fact, Elon Musk had to deal with this on Twitter just the other day. Uh, uh, Someone asked him, hey, Elon Musk, supercharging has gotten very expensive the last few weeks. This is similar to filling up with gas at this point. Any idea why it's so expensive all of a sudden? A supercharge to fill up uh, the car there uh, for only 20 minutes costs $24.20. Now, that's obviously still cheaper than filling up your gas tank at this point. But that's not nothing. I mean, you're reducing the cost here. But you're not eliminating it. Elon Musk says, uh, we'll find out. Our aspiration is just to make a modest return versus the fully considered price of supercharging. Now, you don't have to supercharge your car. Uh, If you're going to go supercharge a Tesla, it might take you a half an hour to fill up your car. Now, that's still a lot longer than putting some gas uh, in your tank. But it's not hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. It's, it could be a relatively quick uh, process. If you're on a longer road trip, might make sense. If you're pulling up to a store and they have a Tesla uh, pump, uh, you know, uh, electricity uh, charger outside, 
might be something you could do while you're shopping. You know, like the place where I take my kids to get pancakes sometimes has a Tesla charger outside of it, usually empty, but people could go in and while they're getting breakfast, charge up. However, not free. You're still paying something. And you might say, well, I don't have to get it supercharged. I can just charge it at home. How much have you looked into this? Have any of you guys looked into what it's like to charge your car at home? I have. Over the past seven months, I've gone through a whirlwind of emotions of trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to be driving in the future. And I've looked at the electric cars because, as I've said a million times, back in that 2006 special we did with Glenn Beck, I'm not against uh, Tesla or electric cars. I think they're pretty cool. I've driven a uh, Tesla before. It's incredibly fast. Uh, it, it's really, the technology is amazing. The self-driving stuff they're doing is really cool. There's a lot to be said for Tesla and some uh, other electric cars as well. But there's a lot to think about here. Um, first of all, you can plug in your uh, car in a supercharger and get it charged up in like a half an hour or so. But they're not all over the place, and it's not going to be necessarily easy. Most people are going to do this at home. And you can plug in your electric car into a normal wall outlet and charge it. It's true. Have you ever looked at how long that takes to charge? I have. It's about two to three days. Two to three days to charge your car fully in a normal outlet. Now, look, you're not going to run it down to 0% every day. If you're just running back and forth to work, it might work, generally speaking, for you. But it's not an overnight charge out of a normal plug. That's not the way this works. If you want an overnight charge out of a, out of a plug inside your house, you're going to have to do a little legwork. You're going to have to get a more industrial strength electricity supply put in your house. And, you know, that's not the most crazy thing. But again, when we're talking about saving $80 a month, it kind of is a crazy thing. Let me give you the details on how much this is going to charge you. At-home EV charging station installation costs. If your home already has a 240-volt circuit available, the basic installation will cost you between $250 and $400. And that's the basic, most easy charge, and that's three to five months of the supposed saving from Joe Biden. However, if you choose to mount a station and run a 50-amp dedicated wiring, it will cost you between $400 and $1,700. Now we're at over 20 months at the high end there, it costs between $1,500 and $4,500 to mount a new station, install a new service panel, do the wiring, and equip it with a 240-volt outlet. You see how ridiculous this gets. The years and years and years of savings can be wiped out by just the basic framework to get your car charged at your house, let alone actually buying the car, or the absolute truth that you're still paying for the electricity that comes through the wall. That's still on your electricity bill. Just because you're not taking your credit card out every time you use it, don't be fooled. You're still paying for it. So this is a uh, this is what people don't understand. They don't look at this stuff all that closely. And, you know, it's fascinating to look at the electric car market for all the attention that Elon Musk has got and, and, and Tesla has received over the years. All of the haranguing, all of the threats of the existential threat. Of, of global warming and all the terrible things it will do. It's going to kill hundreds of millions of people. We know all the stories. We know all the money the government has thrown at electric car companies to, to try to force you to buy it. We know they're paying thousands of dollars every time one of these cars is sold. 
Well, how many are actually being sold? This is incredible. Carmakers sold a record 657,000 electric cars in 2021, but the figure made up only 4.4% of new car sales, according to analysis by Bloomberg. The percentage doubled from slightly over 2% in 2020. SUVs and pickup trucks comprise about 70% of 2021 sales, according to Kelly Blue Book. So after all of this attention, Electric cars are 4% of the market, and SUVs and trucks are 70% of the market. It's incredible the perception that we have here, and the idea that you're just going to churn these things out and it's going to change this immediate problem is just insanity. Look, the truth is the industry is moving toward electric cars, and they're doing it quickly. By 2030, most of these companies have already announced they're not going to be making any internal combustion engines. This, for lack of a better word, sucks. The internal combustion engine is America in a nutshell. Think about it. We've not only figured out a way to bring power to the people, we then put millions of mobile power plants on the roads. It's incredible. And as a, I think I'm like a lot of Americans here, I will be sad to see the gas-powered car go away, if indeed it actually does. But I don't think we've really thought this out, have we? Yeah, electric cars can do some amazing things. The Tesla is basically a computer on wheels, and it's fast. The Porsche Taycan is an effort to make a real driver's car out of an EV. And they are great-looking cars, and they are basically as fast as any internal combustion engine that has ever been made, regardless of price. Look, there's some cool stuff in this market. I'm not denying it. But what happens with our electricity grid when everyone goes electric? It's old already. It gets overwhelmed often. In California, if you like microwave two burritos in the same week, the entire grid goes into brownout mode. And we want to make everyone drive an electric car? This seems a little crazy, doesn't it? And how about like, just think about all of the oil change service centers on every corner, every one of these quick lube places. All of these just go away. The suppliers for the auto industry, what do we do with all those changes and jobs? I mean, look, this is a lot of stuff. And I'm not against innovation. Innovation is a big deal. It's important. And capitalism allows for creative destruction. I'm not opposed to it. If people want electric vehicles, I'm fine with all of that. But we're forcing these changes, in many cases against people's will, just to please the green gods. And we still have no idea what the long-term consequences will be. Remember back when plastic bag bans at grocery stores were all the rage? How did that turn out? Well, there's a new study out now. New analysis suggests that plastic bag ban policies, while well-intentioned, may end up having the opposite effect. The issue that comes up is that grocery bags are viewed as single-use items, but they often get a brief second lease on life as liners for small trash cans. Without the shopping bags available, people look for alternatives, which the researchers suggest means they buy small plastic garbage bags. The study found California communities with bag policies saw sales of four-gallon trash bags increase by 55 to 75 percent and sales of eight-gallon trash bags increase 87 to 110%. That's just changing your grocery bag. Imagine what could happen when they change the way every human being gets to work every day. We've seen what green policies have done so far to gas prices. I guess, at the very least, we can all take solace in the fact that we can make Elon Musk a trillionaire instead of a billionaire, 
and let him buy all of the social media companies. The global upheaval caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the crippling sanctions on Russian trade are having massive ripple effects across the world, as you know, including right here in the U.S. It's not just at the gas pump. Uh, food prices are soaring as well right now. President Biden is even saying, hey, uh, with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. And this is one I know it's rare. He's actually very well could be right on. Inflation continues to skyrocket and the dollar becomes worth less every single day. While that's going on, you can transition some of your nest egg to something of worth with gold and silver from Birch Gold. Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered account in gold and silver. You can get started now, get more information, understand uh, this world because it's an important one to understand. You can text the word Stu, my name, Stu, to 989898. Thousands of satisfied customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Just text STU to 989898. You'll get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation to get the information. STU, STU to 989898. Protect your savings with gold by texting STU to 989898 with Birch Gold. I'm joined once again by Glenn Beck, his mm. new special coming up at 9 p.m. He's Eastern. He's fantastic. <laughs> we don't, there's no, not it's an it's audience. Quiet down. Okay. Quiet down. Uh, tonight, the special is I hunger. love him. Please. Uh, it sounds like an attractive woman. I'll Please. say that. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, hunger Games, how to prepare for the new world order. It's 9 p.m. Eastern right after this program. Stay tuned. Glenn, how are you? Excited now that these people here are obviously fawning over you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear the wild applause. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's subdued. Yeah. It's subdued is <laughs> yeah. the way, word I would use. Well, they're pantomiming. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, so I, I've been bringing you on here the last few weeks talking about Disney a lot because it's been in the news so much. And God, you will not let this <laughs> go. <laughs> I, I can't. Again, this morning, it was like 10 minutes on mm-hmm. Disney, and I'm like, I surrender, okay? I'm not a <laughs> Disney fan anymore. I got it. So you have been a Disney fan for as long as I've known you, a huge one. Um, and you, to the point of like, you went to Disney and you've taken like private behind the scenes tours that at least most people have I've been no in his to. vault. They let me, I went through his calendars uh, for a year because I was looking for an answer on an, an influence of him. Um, and I went through his diary for the year, couldn't find the answer. Uh, went through his date book to see who is he meeting with that year. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's been fun. And you've been in the room where they count the money, right? Like you... Yeah, used to. They don't count. They don't count money anymore. Now it's just all digitized. But Mm. yeah, it was was quite cool um, to go underground Disney and to see the computing systems and the, you know, all the mechanics. And uh, there's one two-way road underneath uh, Disney. And uh, it's the old counting room, and those were for the Brinks trucks and police cars mm. in case they needed them. Uh, but, you know, I saw it, and there was really nothing left but the bars on the windows in this gigantic room. <laughs> uh, it must have been, I can't remember how much they said they used to process, and the truck would come several hours, you know, like several trips couple, every couple of hours to take the money out. Crazy. So, be honest. 
did you steal anything while you were down there? Hmm? <laughs> no, I no. didn't. I wish I, I actually offered to, they had these old computers and they were just sitting, you know, in this hallway under Space Mountain. And they were the original wed industry computers for their animatronics. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? And they're like, I don't know. It's just junk. And I'm like, could I buy one of your pieces of junk? <laughs> right. Because uh, it, it was so cool. But. Oh, yeah. But they wouldn't let you. No. You didn't, you didn't like rattle over your giant pockets and you had like <laughs> no, a computer. No, I didn't. I, okay. didn't. I was tempted. You are tempted. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're the person, though, to ask about this controversy that's risen out of the Disney woke stuff with Ron DeSantis. DeSantis comes out. He says, look, a California company is not going to run our state. That's not how this works. You don't get to tell us what laws we're going to overturn. And if you think that's your role, maybe we'll revisit this special governance perk that you have. Uh, he should. First of all, that's a big part of this, whether that should happen or not. Mm-hmm. But second of all, what the hell is it? I don't think anyone knows. You know, if you're not in so those worlds, you don't know what it is. was negotiating with two states, and Missouri thought they were going to get it. But Missouri pissed him off because he was going to build it in St. Louis. Because they had Disneyland already, but they were going to do yes. Disney World. Yes, and so everyone knew. You know, everybody passed on Disneyland. He couldn't get a bank to do it. When he said, I'm going to make another one, and it's going to be bigger... Oh, my gosh. Everybody was like, up here, up here, New York, New Jersey, everybody. But he wanted it year round. He considered St. Louis, but um, I can't remember the the mayor or somebody said, no, it has to. Brewing is part St. Louis, Missouri has to be part of it. You have to have beer. And he said, no. And they kind of went back and forth on that. And that was the, really kind of the really? end. Really? Because they didn't hold that one. No, they you didn't. Can, you but can that's now... just recently changed. That's really? been within the last 10 years. Really? Yeah. Because um, I thought they had like Paradise Island back in the day. and that... Off property. Oh. Off property. I mean, it was on property, but it was completely separate. separate from the park. That's from true. Everything it was. Else. Yeah. yeah. It was like this escape. Right. Yeah. So they didn't, um, in, in the Magic Kingdom, never and it was a big deal to people like me when they said, you know, booze. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he, he had all kinds of negotiating power because the states knew whichever one he picked, he said to them, I will make you the number one destination for the world. Well, what state didn't want that? Okay. And it came down to uh, Missouri and Florida. But he wasn't building Magic Kingdom. At first, he didn't want to build the park like Disney. He didn't want to do any of that. It wasn't just an expanded Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. He was really wanting to build something that would change the world. He wanted to build Epcot, which is nothing like what it is uh, now. I, I, I wish I would have known we would talk about this. I would have brought the book that he carried in his pocket um, the last year of his life as he's designing Epcot. Had it in his pocket the whole time, and it's, it's called the Garden Cities of Tomorrow. He was doing something entirely different. He stole the idea from that book, 1897, I think. It was the first book on central planning. Hmm. And, um, uh, but he wanted to change power. He wanted complete control of Everything, everything, because he was going to GM and say, let's redesign cars. Let's just 
make a fleet of cars, and so he would pick who lived in Epcot and who worked in Epcot, and he would do one experience. Then he was going to make another city that was connected, but another city that was just industry, just, you know, what, whatever this industry was. It's like a mini federalism almost. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, but he needed absolute control. So Disney is really, I mean, technically it is, but it is as close as you can get to not being a part of Florida. So yeah, they get, it's called Reedy Creek, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, Reedy Creek. And they basically get to govern themselves. All the stuff that right. the town normally would do for you, they do for themselves. Yeah. So Garbage pickup. Yeah, garbage pickup. Uh, I think water. Um, they have a right to a nuclear power plant, or used to. I don't know if they still do, but they had a right to... <laughs> to build... We want to build a nuclear power plant. Well, don't ask them. Don't ask Florida. They don't have a say in it. Okay, let's build one. Um, They don't have to worry about building codes because they have their own special building codes. And this was really only given to a company that was really a responsible partner for society. You know, you would never give that to a company that was greedy alone Mm -hmm. because, you know, they'll cut corners or whatever. So uh, they had all of this power and it was good for Florida and it was good for Disney. But now that they are pumping poison in, uh, I don't think that's necessarily good for the state of Florida. And it's also think about something. Think about this. 1965, they get their freedom from any state. Okay. Do you think if that happened to your family, your mom and dad in 1965, and you were raised under that and you built your entire business off of that, do you think you might become arrogant do you think you might not? You see yourself as, well, I'm not part of the little people. Mm. I don't have to do those things. And the little people, they don't understand. That's what happened to Disney. And you point out they only got this right because they were such good stewards and, and good citizens. Correct. So Under, Dis- under Walt Disney. Under Walt Disney. Right. Now they're not, Right. So right. is I mean, DeSantis I think they're right. still good citizens. I mean, they're yeah, not they're, poisoning the land and the, you know. Right. Arguably, they're not. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you come from a conservative perspective, they've changed their their the goal of their company, as they said themselves, is no longer. It's not it's not about, you know, entertaining yeah, children. It's about overturning the, the don't say correct. gay bill. So they are not good citizens culturally. Yeah. Anymore. But, you know, they still build great roads, right. great bridges. Yes. I mean, it's a reason <laughs> most people don't notice it. When you come off that exit of the highway, as soon as you get off that exit, the roads change. Mm. That's because those are owned and maintained by Disney. And uh, also, we should, as a side note, the just the constant attack on libertarians. Oh, what about the roads? I think private roads, roads. Uh, yeah, show roads. some. I some mean, real the infrastructure promise. of Disney is is brilliant. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. So, is DeSantis doing the right thing, threatening to go after the status? Should he actually go after? Um, it? I don't think he should threaten. I, I don't like threats. I like promises. <laughs> I like promises. Um, you know. Uh, you know, that's how it started. Walt said, I'll make you the number one destination. Do you think Walt Disney World is going anywhere? No. No. Yeah, so the, 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 the state has all the advantage where Walt had all the advantage before. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, you keep your nose out of politics here. You are not, 
and if you want that, that's fine. Get the same deal everybody else gets. You and everybody that works for you gets the same deal as you're under a special, uh, you know, a special deal here. You want to get involved? Great. I'm giving you the same status as every other business. That's wild. It really and that is. will change. That 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 shouldn't be a threat. That should be a promise. That and, should be a promise. And would it really at this point affect them that much? Oh my gosh, yes. Do you know they continually build things? Can you imagine if the state you didn't have a good relationship with the state and the state said, "Yeah, we need our building inspectors to come in." Might be six months, <laughs> right? We need the state. Like everyone else has to deal with. We need the state food inspectors to come in. We need, you start tying that corporation up with, and they've never had that, never had that, their eyes will bleed within a week. I was at a Disney resort and they had dogs and mice feet serving the food at the restaurants. Giant walking. That's how mice. bad That's how bad it's are. getting. <laughs> so bad. This is why you right, need a strong government. You've got a government. rat problem here. <laughs> They're walking all over the place. Uh, before we go, um, tonight you're going to be talking about how to prepare for the new world order, which was a phrase that was always a, you know, I think George Bush the or senior said it yeah. like in the 90s. And then it kind of turned into kind of a branch off conspiracy theory. Right. I mean, and that's now, what it says on the back of our money. Right. It says new world order in Latin. But now. Right. It's like they're all just saying that's what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trying to gaslight people who are conspiracy theorists or what I they're doing. I think they are trying to um, say things out loud and yet still be able to have the reason to say it's a conspiracy theory. Right. Because the New World Order is not a conspiracy. It's not a, a theory. They're saying it. They're saying it right out in the open. That doesn't mean that it is... The new world order run by the beast. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know who's going to be running it in the future, but it is the framework of a lot of it with the Great Reset, I think. So how do you prepare for it? I know you're going to get into that tonight. Yeah, I'm going to talk tonight. I'm going to first explain, uh, hopefully in ways that your friends will understand, you got to stop. you got to start thinking out of the box. We talked today about not sending our kids to college. Um, And the biggest reason is because they will think in the box. All of society is structured. Think this way. Think this way. I don't want my kids thinking that. Um, I want them to think out of the box. So think out of the box is the first one. And then we're going to give you several different categories on what you need to do from money to food to education, information, all of it. How serious do you think the food shortages are? I mean, the government's now even starting to warn us about this. Yeah, Jenny Yellen was testifying today in front of Congress that it is going to make a deep impact. Um, uh, I, I think it, I don't, I don't know. I think fertilizer is going to be a real issue already. Fertilizer all over the world is an issue. Um, and they're stopping the, um, importing of potash from Russia, which is another way to make fertilizer and another fertilizer. Um, if, if, if this continues to go on or get worse, we will have famine in the world. It'll be Ethiopia in some parts of the world. Um, my fear is, I just read this stat today and it blew me away. We're a net importer now of food. We used to be the world's breadbasket. Okay? 
We grew the beef. We grew the vegetables and the wheat. We're not anymore. Um, people don't understand. We don't get the food from... <laughs> Most people think it comes from the little styrofoam trays there. In the, <laughs> right. But we don't get it, a lot of it, from here. Mm. And because of disruptions just in shipping, the disruptions now that are brand new that are happening because of COVID in China, and the disruption of oil and fertilizer, world's in real trouble. Mm. There's a lot to uh, digest there. Yeah. Glenn Beck, uh, special is Hunger Games, How to Prepare for the New World Order. It's coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. As always, you got to check out your Blaze TV subscription to watch. BlazeTV.com slash stew. The promo code is stew, uh, and you can save 10 bucks on your subscription. Is it on YouTube and stuff as well tonight? Is this one of those you're going to allow on I'm YouTube? I'm not sure because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. It might be, but okay. check it out on Blaze TV for sure. For sure. It's, uh, uh, we've been... We've been demonetized and everything else recently for saying truths, and uh, it's getting dicey. Well, that's the problem. You gotta stop doing that. Stop. I know. If you just stop saying truths, they'll yeah. let you on all you exactly want. Exactly right. I could work at CNN. It's so easy. NBC, ABC. <laughs> I could run that place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Tika Tawari would come on the program with myself and Glenn on radio, and we would start talking about cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and people just didn't buy it, honestly. I think at the beginning, uh, he was talking about this technology that seemed like this futuristic thing, and you had to be basically a, a sci-fi geek to understand it. Well, we've now seen Bitcoin go through the roof, uh, and the predictions that Tika was making after the 2017 what they called at the time bubble, had burst. Uh, he was talking about it going back to 40,000. Well, now we're above 40,000. Uh, multiple trillions of dollars are invested in this. Tons of new money in, is going into it all the time. And we need to understand it. And maybe if you are looking for an investment, this could be a way to go because, you know, some of the returns have been incredible over the past few years. I hope you've been involved in this already. If you haven't, uh, you're, it's not too late. It's still a small percentage of people who have actually investigated this. You can be early still. Uh, do your own research, but don't wait. Sign up for Tika's Palm Beach Letter right now at BigTReport.com. Tika Tawari's Palm Beach Letter at BigTReport.com. It's information you need to understand. BigTReport.com. Uh, sort of dystopian China these days, a little bizarre, isn't it? And I will say, coming soon to a theater near you. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's uh, really happening in incredible uh, ways in China. Now, China, of course, was famous for the initial COVID lockdown, where they really like were welding people in their apartments and such. And they've gone back into lockdown mode because they never... We don't know exactly what's happened with China as far as the spread of COVID. Honestly, they've never been honest about it, of course. But they've been having uh, some flare-ups uh, recently, and they're still trying to lock down their people. Now, there are people in Shanghai who are locked down in their apartments, and they decided as a form of protest to come out to their balconies and sing about their lack of supplies and their lack of freedom and this scene played out, and I'm going to tell you what this drone is saying, but a drone flew up by their apartment buildings and just started barking out commands. Watch and listen to this. Mm. 
Okay. Now, what is that? I saw that. I was like, well, that could be anything. I don't know. I don't know one word. I don't know how to speak Chinese. And so I saw this translation online and I said, there's no way this translation could possibly be true. Right? It can't possibly be this. However, this comes from the chief China correspondent from The Economist. Okay, this is not just some person on the internet tweeting this. This is apparently what the drone said to the people. Please comply with COVID restrictions. Control your soul's desire for freedom. (laughs) Do not open the window or sing. Control your soul's desire for freedom. We need to make a t-shirt up with that slogan on there. Just so people remember. Just look, it's no big deal. Just control your soul's desire for freedom. Back in a second. It's finally getting warmer. Uh, You know what that means. Time to make sure that you have comfortable underwear. You need it in the summers, especially in Texas. What you want is Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear. When you're wearing Tommy John's underwear, you are going to be incredibly comfortable. You probably know that. Uh, They've got dozens of comfort innovations. So brace yourself because once you've tried Tommy John, you're never going back to that old stuff. I heard commercials about Tommy John forever. Uh, And then I was like, ah, let me try a pair. They're awesome. You're going to love them. They've got the air mesh interior hammock. they got the moisture wicking fabric that has four times the stretch of competing brands. The legs never ride up. Uh, and they also uh, have a non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. They've sold over 17 million pairs. Uh, they have fanatics all over the place. And you're not going to want to return them. But if you do, they have the best pair you'll ever wear. Or it's free. Guarantee. It's time to feel cozy, not lazy. Can I... Can I feel both? Can I be cozy and lazy? Because that's me. Uh, Tommy John's new men's and women's loungewear, which is maybe my favorite stuff that they make. 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash stew. Shop TommyJohn.com slash stew for 20% off. It's TommyJohn.com slash stew. See site for details. Make sure to check out the show on YouTube or on podcasts. We keep growing and setting new records week after week, and we really appreciate that because, honestly, I don't feel like coming in here if you guys are going to pay attention to the show. That's just my own policy. I don't feel like coming up with all this stuff if you're not going to listen to it, so I appreciate you actually doing so. You can subscribe uh, wherever uh, you happen to be listening or watching. On YouTube, you can uh, comment as well during the show. We talked about Mitt Romney yesterday. Mark says, as a Utah, I am embarrassed to have Romney. He is still mad at Trump being president. He doesn't represent the people of Utah. I agree, but also he does. So, like, maybe you guys should do something about that. Just throw that out there next time uh, there's a primary. Um, I also did an Everything is Racist segment, and every time I do that, it gets stuck in people's head. J.A. writes, everything is racist. Ah, damn it, Stu. It's true. It'll be stuck in your head all day long. Uh, Review the show uh, on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We do appreciate that. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. The end is here. Biden is patient zero in the zombie apocalypse. Would appear Kamala has already been bitten as she is showing signs of low brain activity. And uh, that's very much true. Uh, It's true. And you can confirm that at veepthoughts.com. If you go there, you can see our entire collection of Veep Thoughts clips from our wonderful, illustrious vice president and all of her nonsense. It's available on YouTube uh, all the time. But at veepthoughts.com, check it out and share the clips as well. And remember, when you post a good review, when you subscribe, when you click the bell on YouTube, when you do these things and follow the show wherever you happen to listen or watch, it not only helps us, but it hurts others. And that's the most important thing.
Some sad news to report. We must report the death of the Los Angeles Lakers season. Mm, I know it's crushing to me as is crushing to you. Yes, LeBron James, the greatest player of all time, who promised just a couple of months ago that his team would do better, instead went on a massive losing streak and missed the playoffs and the play-in games entirely, which is almost impossible when you see who finished above him. Uh, just a complete catastrophe in every way, and it was just so incredibly satisfying to watch. As you know, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Blue Jays fan for some reason in baseball. But I don't really have a strong allegiance when it comes to the NBA. My strong allegiance is watching LeBron James not, not, James not make the playoffs. So we got to see that. Good week for us. Get your cup, by the way. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron.